How about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin, and as always, guys, I hope you had a happy new year. Um, I would like to wish you all a happy new year. Hope you, 2021 is better for you all, as bad as 2020 was for everybody else. Um, but as always, guys, make sure to like, share, and subscribe on all the major platforms. We appreciate all your support, um, and we love our listeners, and hope you send us questions and comments or anything that you would love to do uh, or have us talk about on the show, we'll talk about. Um, I... Uh, had a first Christmas with Abby. Let me see if I can get Jared on the line. Talk a little bit about that real quick. It was a lot of fun. First Christmas with her. Um, she was not a big fan of ripping paper, uh, package paper or presents or whatever you want to call them. Um, it's hard to multitask. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, so, um, I would uh, actually rip the paper a little bit, just poke my hole through the through the package, and let her try and rip it the rest of the way. And I think she was worried she was going to get in trouble for ripping it. Yeah, I mean, it was really cute. Um, Jared, can you hear me? Yeah, how's it going? Going good. Let me get your volume up. All right. Yeah, I had hey. a new phone. Oh, no, it's all good. Oh, nice. So, uh, Christmas present or... Yeah, stimulus present, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, that works. Yeah, I've uh, I've had the success forever. I guess six years now, and it was definitely time for an upgrade. So I got the iPhone 12 Mini. It's been pretty nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah i I have found that usually I go like every four iPhones before I get a new one. Yeah. So I went from uh, like the iPhone six regular six. Now I'm at the iPhone 10, so I guess I have to wait to the iPhone 16 to get me a new one. So man, I'm gonna have to wait a while. I know, right? At least six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> probably. Uh, so, did you have a good Christmas? It was pretty good. I mean, other than the bombing that happened in Nashville, I'd say it was pretty good. But thankfully, that was I mean, freaky, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I work only like ten minutes away from where that was. Or less. No kidding! Wow. Yeah. So. It was pretty wild. A lot of my coworkers said they felt it shake the ground and everything. So that's crazy. I living next to Fort Knox, I understand, um, you know how it is when you have an explosion like that. Because mm-hmm. as some of you may or may not know, Fort Knox is still an active artillery um, base. So they'll have tests on the range and they do all that crazy stuff. And I mean it's a weird feeling when you're just sitting there watching TV or something and the back doors, I mean, you hear the concussion from the boom, but then all of a sudden the back doors or the windows just shake. And it's an, it's a very weird feeling and it sounds weird, but people get used to it like a train going by. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, if it's a normal happenstance of life, then I guess people are just, they're just cool with it. So it's fine. If I hear that in Franklin, I'm running. (laughs) I know, right? Anywhere else, yeah. Um, 
but that was a very weird thing anyway. Mm-hmm. That whole, um, for those listeners who are overseas and don't have any idea what's going on, there was a Christmas Day bombing in downtown Nashville. If I get some of this wrong, Jared, just cor- correct me. Um, a guy cr- put together an explosive device in an RV, and he fixed a, a PA system on the outside and... Every five minutes or something, it would say, uh, please leave the area, explosive device, explosion imminent or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And it was a really weird circumstance. They've identified the individual. You can look all that up on the news. Um, but it was just really weird. I don't know. I saw yeah. the news later Christmas Day, and I thought it was a joke at first. I thought, well, this is somewhere else. And that it was like Nashville bombing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no way. This happened in Nashville. And it, mm-hmm. then I started looking into it and I figured it out. Of course, I guess the crazy news today, some other news, is the people storming the Capitol. Yeah, it's wild, man. <laughs> That's where the times we live in. We made it six days in 2021 without <laughs> all hell breaking loose. That's a new record. It was only three days last year. So, I mean, we're getting there. So, about next year, it'll be January 9th is when it'll be bad. So, maybe in another 100 years, things will be better. I was going to say, is it too late to just go ahead and write off 2021? Uh I don't know, man. I'm just so tired of all of this political mess. I feel so I am. Frustrated. I'm done with the political mess. I'm right there with you. Um, my parents were talking about it today, and it, it's just one of those where they were like, well, what about and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I really don't even care. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter to me which side of the aisle is right or wrong at this point. I'm just tired of hearing it. I'm, I am so politically overdosed i guess is the best word to say you know i mean it's just it's so annoying Mm -hmm. just 24 7 i don't care at this point just let's just get it over with yeah i feel you um yeah and then of course uh mitch mcconnell's house being vandalized in louisville that was a big story up here Mm -hmm. um i think it (laughs) and then what was it nancy pelosi's house was uh, vandalized too yeah, I think so. And they were okay. in their office today, which was crazy. So here's the funny thing. And this makes me wonder if it was actually somebody who vandalized it or if it was staged because they were because what happened is is the garage door was sprayed, but there was no spray paint on the bricks. Like whoever did the tagging actually like taped the bricks so no paint got on the bricks. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I mean, you're vandalizing. I don't know either. That's like the definition of like chaotic good. I know, like, right? I feel like I feel like I've got something. a tin, I've got a tinfoil yeah. hat on right now with this conspiracy theory as to why they would do that. But it's just like really, you know, you just go what? <laughs> um, uh, so I guess now winners and losers. Uh, the I would say America's winning because of getting out of 2020, or the world is, but um, I don't know if that's necessarily the sentiment <laughs> six days into 2021. It's yeah. almost like uh, the continuance here uh, of 2020. It's 2022 um, electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, but I just, like, sorry, it's my puppy running up the stairs. Um, oh, you're good. Well, uh, no, the... 
I, okay, so my wife bought a couple extra baby gates, and so we did not like the placement of one, so we moved it to the stairs. Well, puppy decided to come upstairs with me. Well, now she can't get out, oh. so she's stuck with me now. So, uh, but um, sorry, they. Um, so anyway, I guess winners and losers. Um, one loser I'm going to mention real quick is uh, Doc Holiday. Mm-hmm, out yeah. at Marshall. Yeah, he was that basically is... fired by the governor of West Virginia. Which is crazy, right? I mean, yeah. how many times do you ever hear of a governor stepping in and saying, nah? Only in West Virginia, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> West Virginia should be its own little country. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's... where I can't remember where Andy Bashir went to college. If he was a UK grad, though, I bet he'd be putting some heat on Coach Cal right now. <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah. Coach, yeah, Coach Cal's not doing the best either. Let me see. I'm kind of curious now. Now that you got me on Andy Bashir, let's see where he went to school. I don't remember. Uh, did you? Okay. So there was a video released the other day. Um, do, 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 do. Vanderbilt and uh, University of Virginia. Uh, but anyway, there was a video released the other day of him and his wife doing mean tweets. Oh, yes, yes. Was that not that. the tamest thing ever, though? Yeah. I mean, the, my favorite mean tweets of all time was the one that Skipper Bob did with Western. Nothing oh. will ever top that. That was one <laughs> of the greatest things. Whoever put that together was a genius. I hope they're still at Western. They need to do more stuff like that. But, <laughs> man, that was a wild ride. That well, entire week. <laughs> so, if for those of you who don't know, mean tweets are where supposedly people tweet out things about uh, celebrities, in this case, local celebrities, and the celebrity reads the mean tweet and they kind of get their reaction to it. It's a big, funny thing that people do. Um, I think the funniest one for me was Andy Bashir um, saying uh, somebody was talking about his wife, and of course, all of her tweets were nice and you know, funny, and his were all mean, and it was really funny because they were talking about her dog and how. Um, how her, you know, they love her dogs and this, this, and this, and that she's a great person and blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> next thing you know, uh, they're telling someone, someone saying that Andy Bashir uh, is doing such an awful job that their dog could do a better job or something. Oh, I was wow. like, oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> it was, of course, they're all tame. So you're just sitting there going, no way. Nobody says that. Yeah. I've seen the ones on Facebook, they're not that nice. No, I was going to say, I've got friends on Facebook, and they're ripping him a new one like every day. Yeah. Uh, the funniest one for me was, um, one of the funnier ones was, uh, of course, I think they all do this. And it was like, good morning, Kentucky. Good morning to everyone in Kentucky, except for Andy Bashir. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Um I guess some other, I kind of got some winners and losers now. Um, loser dolphins. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's not many times that you can be in that, uh, record and still going home. See the main thing that they did, the dolphins would have made the playoffs had they not blown their game against the Denver Broncos. That was just a complete horrible thing that never should have happened. I was going to ask you how they did that. Tua ended really bad in that game. I think they put Fitzpatrick in, but it wasn't enough. They made a rally late, but it was just a very, very, very bad game against the Broncos that they lost. And if they would have won that game, 
they would have made the playoffs. So, I mean, you look at stuff like that, and it's just really rough. But, I mean, I knew they weren't going to beat the Bills. But... I, I saw something the other day. Um, in my morning routine, ESPN radio is on my uh, Google Home. Mm-hmm. And they were doing – for whatever reason, because I used to just get sports updates. Now I get like podcast episodes on this thing. So, of course, I'm getting ready for work or whatever, and I'm kind of dragging because I'm listening to this story, and it's talking about 10 years later after Tua. Okay, so you remember the story when he was in uh, – where was he? Where was he at school? Alabama. Alabama. Okay, so you remember the story of him getting catfished it while at Alabama. Suppose talking about not Tua. Who am I talking about? Are you talking about Manti Teo? That's who I'm talking about. Gosh, okay, yeah, he was in Notre Dame. Teo Tua, I got confused. It's okay. my apologies to Tua Teo. Uh, anyway, so he gets catfished. Mm-hmm. Uh, they win, they won the national championship, I do believe, and then they lost. And then she passed away, quote, supposedly. Yeah. His, uh, his girlfriend passed away of leukemia. Mm-hmm. Well, a few days after that, the story breaks that he was catfished. That's the story. That's the story they're going with. Um, well, then a competing story breaks that he was lying the entire time. Yeah. So supposedly ESPN was going to get a uh, ESPN was going to get an interview with the with him to and have him explain the scenario of how he got catfished. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, ESPN is trying to get this story released before the other um, before the competing story released. And of course, I had to go to work, so I didn't get to finish it. But yeah. we all know how the history turned out and kind of how the uh, the world ran him through the gutter, so to speak, as to either he was so stupid to get tricked that way or be, you know, oh, poor him, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's just a weird, weird, weird story, in my opinion. But anyway, um, I have drank my ADD stuff tonight, so I may go completely off the rails. But It's okay. Uh, so anyway, Jared, let me get to your winners and losers. Yeah, so I mean, the Dolphins losing is definitely pretty sad, but thankfully there is a bright side to that: is that the pick that they have from the Houston, uh, the Texans, they actually have their pick. So they, the Dolphins, are sitting at the number three overall pick in the draft for next year, as nice. well as number eighteen, I think, somewhere around there. So they could potentially. What I've seen is that they may get this really star-studded lineman out of uh, Oregon. Nice. And also, they could end up with potentially Najee Harris from Alabama, maybe either Jacob Waddle or Devontae Smith, if one of them were to fall that low and get some wide receivers. So they can get loaded up in this draft, plus the team that they have already. I think it could be pretty good for next season. I think um, the coach for the Dolphins has done a phenomenal job. What is yes. his name again? Flores, Brian Flores. He deserves coach of the year, in my opinion. I honestly, I agree with that. I think he does. He's done a phenomenal job with his Dolphins team. <sighs> the NFL this year has been one of the craziest rides. You've got a running back with over 2,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, what was it? A Bills quarterback who could potentially be MVP. 
Yeah, Josh. Um, I mean, the Browns are in the playoffs. Is the biggest yes, one. The Browns are in the playoffs, which this must be the end times. I'm sorry. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then you've got. Um, let's see the Brown, the Bills, the Browns. You got Tom Brady playing as a Buccaneer, uh, and for the first time in probably what twenty years at least, the Patriots are not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was a blow to me. I was like, oh I love my it. gosh. Just the realization. Yep. Finally. <laughs> oh, okay. So Mr. Hilltopper is reporting that the Browns are hurt with COVID. Yeah, that's what I've kind of seen too. I think it's the same with Ohio State too, that they've had a bunch of cases. So they may have to push the national championship back a little bit. So here's my question. Okay. So the news broke earlier this week that – um, the NCAA men's basketball tournament is going to be exclusively in Indiana. I'm, I'm assuming Indianapolis. Well, um, they're going to have some games on uh, uh, Purdue's campus and Bloomington. Okay. IU, so okay. Help with those as well. Okay. Well, that, I mean that helps. That helps to at least spread people out. I was going to say if they're going to do it only in one area, I mean, is that not like a COVID just rich environment? I mean. I can imagine, you know, let's just say, let's just say Duke or North Carolina or somebody like that, you know, they're coming in and all of a sudden the team, three of the guys on the team get COVID or how many ever, and then the rest have to quarantine. Do they just postpone that game? Do they have to forfeit that game? I mean, there's a lot of things here that I don't know. They may try to do it sort of like an NBA bubble as far as just kind of keep them confined to either the gym or the hotel room. Because, I mean, one thing a lot of Indianapolis people always say, especially my cousins, is that it's like the most boring big town on the face of the earth. There's no nightlife <laughs> and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about that. But, I mean, uh, there's still a lot of questions I have about it, too. I would love to see us actually make the tournament and play at Hinkle Field House. I think that would be amazing. I hope we get that venue if we were to get in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I know a lot about Indian stuff. So, I mean. Gonna I was going to say, you've got family up there. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. So you go up there a lot. I've been I've been up to Indianapolis twice and I really didn't get to do a lot of sightseeing when I was up there um for an educational experience. Um but it was I mean, it, you are right in a way. It is the largest boringest town. <laughs> no, like literally you could be downtown and it's sometimes it's like completely dead quiet at night. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. I was um I was probably less than like six or seven blocks from uh, uh, the Colt Stadium. And it was at certain points, it was like there was nothing there. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, in Nashville, there's sirens going off basically 24-7, even in Rivergate where I work at. But in Indy, I mean, even you don't yeah. even hear sirens sometimes. It's just kind of quiet. And you're just like, huh, there's like millions of people that live here, but it sure don't seem like it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds bad, but I'm pretty sure at night, Radcliffe probably seemed busier than Indianapolis. Probably. Let me probably. see. I got to find this little funeral home that I was, I had to, I had to do um, clinicals, uh, which are embalmings at this place that is certified. Um, and the name of it was Flanner Buchanan. Also, I have something random to ask you that I heard from someone that uh, I think Frank, 
can I let me ask you something random real quick? Sure. We'll get we'll get to sports in a second. Hopefully this won't take long. But there was yeah. uh, a new crematorium in Franklin. Okay. And they were building it and they were putting in good Wi-Fi for it. And what I heard from one of them is that there's actually an app or something you can do from like a remote <laughs> to use for the crematorium to do something. Is that true? I cannot confirm nor deny that. I don't know. I okay, first off, um for our listeners who are morbidly curious like Jared. Um, we, we do not own a, uh, retort or a crematorium at our funeral home. We use a separate company to do that. Um, so we, uh, I can't, I cannot tell you the ins and outs of, um, like if they have Bluetooth, uh, or if they've got, you know, temperature sensors or anything like that, uh, for the bodies. But, um, like as far as, like with our local, with the the company we use, um, it's all digital. So they, you know, they can tell you exactly how hot it is in the in what's called the retort or the oven. Um, they can tell you how hot it is. They can tell you, you know, all the little ins and outs of stuff. But I do not know if it's Bluetooth. I can't confirm that. Yeah. Um, okay. That is that was something though. random that I heard from one of the people that helped install the internet and stuff over there. No, 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 it's fine. I don't mind answering that at all. Um, okay. Let's see if I can find this place. I think, um, yeah, I was like six or seven blocks from it. I was on, I think it was Market Street. Oh, in I know that is. Okay, yeah, there's a little... Th- okay, so what what bigger funeral homes do... Um, uh, what they call consortiums or, you know, bigger companies, they will have one area that does all the embalmings, all the dressing, all this, all that, yada, yada, yada. And then they only have the, the visitation locations where the directors, the funeral directors work, uh, they do the paperwork, etc. cetera. Um, so that's where I had to go was off of Market Street. And that's what I'm trying to figure out here on the map. Cause, and the funny thing is, is when my wife went, we went, we did it separately. We didn't go at the same time. Mm-hmm. So her grandmother took her the first time. And then the second time she was like, nah, that's not happening again. Uh, because her grandmother got lost uh, while driving around. <laughs> so at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, I get a phone call from my wife and she's like my, you know, she, her, her grandmother's last name is Calvert. So they always called her Calvert. She's like, Calvert is lost. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, she's not answering her phone. So I'd have to call her. And I'm like, where are you? What street do you see? So I literally had to direct her around. Okay, I found it. Market East District. Yeah, I mean, it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm. I, I probably could have walked to Lucas Oil Stadium mm-hmm. easily. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Like I said, completely randomness tonight. Yeah, we're uh, the only Undertaking and WKU podcast that exists. <laughs> yeah, Undertaker's here. Yeah, what do you, yeah. What do you want to say? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so I guess what we need to talk about now, uh, Western Volleyball is ranked number 25 in the nation as, as of whenever. What was that, a week or, or a couple days ago? Yeah. Is that not awesome or what? 
I mean, we're a volleyball school. I mean, we've said that before. Yeah. I mean, they've been the most dominant team on the Hill at least the last six years or longer. Yeah, I mean, volleyball you here, I mean, it's it's almost becoming like a Central Florida in yeah. football, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they do the uh, championship this year, we're definitely going to have to, like, rent one of those little planes and have them fly a banner over saying Western yes. actual national champs. Yes, sign me up. Yeah. I'm not repeating what you said, Mr. Hilltopper. So anyway, uh, but yes. Um, But yes, so Western's ranked 25th. That's the good news. Uh, The bad news is Western had their bowl game against Georgia State. And I just, that's how I feel about the game. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, December 26th, the day after Christmas, uh, we got Cole, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrell Pigram threw two interceptions. Uh, C. Brown, was it? It's not Chris, is it? Cornelius Brown, the fourth. I was like, please tell me it's not Chris Brown. Uh, Cornelius Brown, the fourth, uh, threw three touchdowns and one interception. Piggy had no touchdowns. Uh, what happened to Gage? Did he not? Did he I not do? No, man. It was just an ugly game. I had to work that day, but I'm kind of glad I didn't have to see it. From I was going to say, man, this is just Josh Simon was the leading receiver with 84 yards. Um, let's see. Kind of going through the pl- the scoring summary here, just for a little refresher. Uh, Western scored with four minutes to go in the game in the first quarter, and then. We did not score again until the third quarter. Yikes. Exactly. So that is four unanswered touchdowns. Yeah, that's not good. How do you – I am just completely frustrated at this point. We talked about this before before our uh, winter break here, um, that either this team, if they won this game, they could restore faith in Western football and Coach Helton and everybody and Piggy. But at this point, I feel like I feel more frustrated going into this game than, you know, before the game, before the bowl game. Yeah. Am I am I alone in that or? Well, I mean, I feel like things are better. I mean, whether you agree with it or not, I mean, the coaching staff, from what I've heard from different sources within the program, is that they're basically cleaning house. Yeah. And we're, we've already gained a bunch of new people coming in. Sure, there's still a lot of transfers. I mean, Xavier Lane, he just announced he was transferring today. He's in the transport portal. So, but we also just got that wide receiver from Oregon that just committed. So, I mean, I feel like for every role player lost, I mean, there's at least another one or some type of good gain from that. I mean, we have the two wide receivers from Houston Baptist. We have uh, the quarterback from Houston Baptist as well coming in. Uh, we have the wide receiver from Oregon. We also have some defensive players coming in from North Carolina, like UNC, North Carolina. So, I mean, I think I think think for what we're losing. I mean, we are losing just a few. Some just kind of played a few snaps, not like a critical like Josh Simon type core player. So, I mean, I'm just kind of holding on. Like the source told us to wait until June, and they'll be really ha- we'll be really happy with what we see from the roster. So, I mean, it's one of those hurry up and wait kind of things, just to kind of see what direction we go. But I mean, they're getting some Power Five talent, which I mean can go either way. But I hope it works out. I, I with the the way the team finished this year, I'm frustrated. 
but I think there is a chance of an upturn. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Just with the quarterback position, if we don't have yes. Kagram and we have that Bailey Zapp or however you say his name to come in, and because he was putting up huge numbers at Houston Baptist, and he has the two wide receivers that he had. He has his quarterback slash offensive coordinator at Western. So I think that we could maybe finally start to see that air raid offense come back after the – I guess it's Mike White left. That was the last time it was really effective. Yeah, I don't. I was going to say, I don't know of uh, another – well, Mike White was probably the most effective. And then, of course, Sanford still wanted to carry over that. And I just – yeah, I don't think that actually did anything. So um, – but, I, I, like you said, I am very confident in – the uh, recruitment that we've got, I think there's a lot of positive to look forward to there. Um, I, yes, I think our new offensive coordinator is going to be a really good get. Um, let me see here. I'm, I'm trying to find. Um, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up with Mr. Hilltopper here. He's been blowing me up. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. We got a lot of talent coming in uh, for the twenty-one season, and the new offensive coordinator is going to be. From what I've heard, he's a quarterback whisperer. Um, well, I mean, he was with Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. If that's worth anything. Yeah, I, I think that, and I mean, and of course, you. I know you said. Uh, I think we talked last time about how Mahomes was talking about how, you know, how Western was lucky to get him and blah 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 and. I agree. I think I think we could be really good. Um, now, um, where is Brian Ellis going? He's still here. So he's gonna. So is he gonna be over the run game? Is that what I we're think doing? He's either, either the run game. I think so. Maybe. Well, I know that we were getting a Florida State guy to come in and be the running back coach. So he, he might be wide receivers. Well, I was gonna say I know a lot of well some people. I won't say who. We're kind of upset that we did not get Dante Pimpleton to be uh, running backs coach. Mm, yeah, that's just it's it is what it is as far as I'm concerned. Um, mm. I would love to have Dante Pimpleton back. I was at Western with when he was there, and he's a great guy, and I think he's really personable with the players and a really good you know coach as far as that goes. Maybe he can, we can get him home soon, you know, as far as that goes, but. I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, but I, I am very, I am looking forward to the 21 season. It can't be as bad as this one. <laughs> don't say that, man. Oh, we said, did. we said the 2021 couldn't be as bad as 2020. And here we are six days in and the Capitol building has been raided. So yes, yeah. <laughs> don't never speak too soon. I know. Right. Um, so stat wise, Western had 284 yards. Georgia State had 484 yards. Yikes. Western had three turnovers. Georgia State had one. Mm-hmm. Uh, first downs, Western had 14. Georgia State had 27. And time of possession, Western had 24 minutes and 58 seconds, while Georgia State had 35 uh, minutes and two seconds. Mm-hmm. It is a game I am going to put in the past. Just like the other Georgia to- State game. I was going to say, and hope to Jesus we don't play Georgia State again in the future. I feel like every bowl game we play, we either play Central Michigan or Georgia State. I don't know why that is. We've played Georgia State, what, twice in the past four years or so? I feel like we've played Central Michigan like four times. Yeah, and it's just like, ugh. 
I don't know how we keep ending up with them. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm like, how did we get that? I mean, the best bowl game we've ever had, in my opinion, was the one against Memphis. I mean, as much as I love the Miami Beach Bowl against South Florida and playing Taggart again, as far as like competition wise, I think the Memphis one was the best one. I'd probably agree. I, I enjoyed that was a that was a fun game too. Um, yeah. I think the Central Michigan one for me uh, was probably one of the more fun ones. Um, <laughs> the the uh, was it Central? No. Or the Western Michigan one? Was was no, it wasn't Western that Michigan. That was the one just a year ago. Um I'll have to look this up because it was um well, are you thinking it was right at the end gold? of the Taggart era. Hmm. Right at the end of the Taggart era, right when Willie left. Uh who did we play? Central uh, Michigan. Was it Central Michigan? Yeah, that was our first bowl opponent. Yes, Central Michigan, yes. Uh, yeah, and we lost by three. But that one Win or lose, that game meant a lot more for me because I knew most of the people on the team. Yeah. Um, that was my freshman year of college, too. Was it really? That was yeah. like my eighth year of college. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Get that I was holding out for a bowl game and a Hawaii game, but neither one of them came. So <laughs> One day. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, brighter news. Basketball, which I'm – not necessarily glad to talk about, but anyway. Um, Still good. Yes, it's. I mean, for the most part, we're having good news for basketball. Um, Western played Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles uh, on the twenty. Where am I? Twenty second. Sorry. So it was the week after our last show, uh, and basically dominated the entire game. Uh, there's not really a point where Western lost the lead. Maybe the first couple seconds. Yeah, not- um, of course, Western shot 46. They shot 44. Western shot 37% from three. Uh, so better than the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee Tech had 15 turnovers where Western had nine. And Western got 41 rebounds. So uh, Bassey and, uh, uh, well, it looks like Hollinsworth actually led rebounds for Western this week, this, that game. Uh, And Josh Anderson led an assist. Yeah, because Bassey didn't Um, play the Tennessee Tech game. He rested because of back spasms. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for resting him at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's just a good game uh, for Western to kind of build up. Um, Had about 1,000 people there. Not surprising with COVID. Um, Then we played Charlotte. Let me get my – pull my schedule back up here. Uh, We've got the back-to-back Charlottes. Um, we split with Charlotte and for those of you who don't know, Western won 67, 63 at Charlotte. Uh, and then a couple days later, no, the day, next day, the next day, excuse me, yeah. uh, Western lost 75, 71 to Charlotte. I feel like there's going to be a lot of those. Yeah. I just put out an article it's a, talking about conference USA basketball, just kind of like an update of how the conference is doing. And Rice yes. was the only team in the entire conference that was able to actually sweep their opponent, which was UTSA. And wow. that's just, I think that's something we're going to have to deal with. I mean, considering you don't have that extra day of rest, an extra day to kind of adjust things. I mean, it's yeah, there's hard. no, exactly. I was going to say there's no actual like day to prepare for the next game. Yeah. It, it's kind of, it's almost like you played a half and then you're going to take a break and then finish it, you know, an hour or two later, basically. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. You know, it's not a lot of time to prepare. And I think it's going to lead to a lot of just 
games that we should win, we might end up losing. I mean, I think they they forced over like 22 turnovers in that second game. We lost in overtime, which is just kind of inexcusable. But their defense is really good. Jameer Young looks like one of the best players in the Eastern side of the bracket. But, I mean, the craziest thing that I saw was that Army played Colgate back-to-back, and Army lost about 44 points in the first game. And the next day they played the same team and ended up winning. So that's so- wild. Now, it's funny that you say that, okay? And we were making fun of Kentucky earlier, uh, Kentucky basketball. But last night, or maybe the night before, when Kentucky played Vanderbilt, I got a notification on my phone that said that Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt 40-34. to And I was like, what? Like, is this a bowl game? Yeah, is it a bowl game I missed or something? I was like, no, it's basketball. I was, I was like, okay. So I started doing a little, getting doing a little research because I was like, what is going on here? What happened? You know, was there a bomb scare? Did they have to call the game? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I actually looked at it, and it was actually just the first half. I guess whoever yeah. the whoever the uh, analyst or whoever put it out there was didn't check it before they sent it. But I thought, man, I cannot think of the last time that somebody held, you know. Kentucky to 30 something points in in a game. I was like, good gosh. Yeah, that would be wild. It was like when Virginia held NC State to 24 points in an entire game. That that's that's wild to me too. Mm-hmm. That is wild. I I would not sleep on Vandy though. They got Scotty Pippen's son on that team. He's been doing pretty good. <laughs> no tipping Pippen, yep. Yeah. Um so supposedly that's the story about Scotty Pippen is that he doesn't tip people who uh, wait on him at restaurants. Um, But anyway, so uh, let's, we'll talk game one, Western one by four. So Western shot 50% from the field, uh, 35% from three point land. Uh, Charlotte shot 42% and then, and then 30% from three Western had one more turnover than them. 15 where Charlotte had 14 and rebound wise Western had 30 where they had 28. Um, let me just say this. If you take the amount of turnovers that we had in both of those games, I would have enough to open a bakery in downtown Franklin. <laughs> it was be selling turnovers all day, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, we had 36 total. Mm-hmm. That's and they had, good. And they had 28. Um, but still, I mean, as far as rebounds, we're pretty consistent. 30 and 30, both games. Yeah. Um, now, game two... The next day, Western shot 51, Charlotte shot 50. So that's an improvement of 8% for them. And then from three-point, Western shot 33, and Charlotte shot 40. Sounds about right. So Western went down 2%. They went up 10%. So yeah, I've said this multiple times, but... Our three-point streak will only live by Luke Frampton because if it was not for him, we would not have a single made three. We would have already had it broken this year. I mean, it's basically in his hands this year, so we better hope he stays consistent. So turnover-wise, Western went up set, uh, six. Sorry, Charlotte stayed the same. They had 14. Yeah. Rebounds, we stayed the same, and they went down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know as far as what happened there. but Well, the thing is, is that I, I don't know how someone can be as good as Coach Stansberry and have the resume that they have and not know how to coach half-court offense. Yes. 
it, it was just so hard watching them. So many times since he's been our coach, we've seen this team just be in the half court and just pass the ball around and then tr maybe try to get the ball into Bassey and then like throw the ball away or just hold on to it until the end of the shot clock and get some terrible three-point shot that never needed to happen come up. Like there's not much organization on the actual half court offense. And I have heard from a source within the program, I will not name, that they said that sometimes, I mean, Coach Stansbury, he's drawing up plays like that, but his players just either forget it or they just kind of take things on their own. They freelance, um, apparently. Yeah, essentially. I mean, that is, I would take that to the bank with the person that told me that. But uh, I mean, with that information, I mean, it does kind of make sense the way you see this team operate. I can see them. Um, and I'm, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, we'll just have to see. And I, I agree. I think that your source would probably know. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, this game did go into overtime. Um, so Western was tied up 64-64 going into it and uh, ended up 75-71. Uh, but so how are you thinking as far as the team is going, going into conference play? I know we're technically two games in, but what's your thoughts? I mean, I still think we're in a really good spot. I mean, depending on how the rest of the conference does, too, we'll kind of dictate things. But, I mean, the best way to predict your future is to win all your games. Exactly. So just, just take it a game at a time. And I think this weekend is going to be pretty tough with Louisiana Tech. At least we'll be in diddle for both of those. But, I mean, it's still a good chance we could end up splitting those games as much as we want to potentially win both. It's hard to beat the same team twice. So, and especially back-to-back. I mean, back-to-back. -back. Back I mean – and I don't know if Coach Stans is like having some kind of thing during the day or morning or whatever, you know, to let these guys kind of loosen up, you know, say, hey, this is what we need to change. This is what we need to do. Um, I don't know. We'll just have to see. Um, and, and like you said, the only – the biggest back-to-back -back games that concern me is Marshall. Yeah. Um, MTSU may not be as big a threat – as they have in the past, but Marshall is always a threat when it comes to basketball. Oh, yeah, and especially, I mean, they always come up for that game, too. I mean, I know with the really good guards that they have, I mean, they'll be ready for that one. Yeah, I I, I agree. And, of course, the, the next game is the 8th and 9th, and then Marshall plays the 14th and the 17th. So, actually, we will have three days there. Yeah, because we'll be playing one of those in Diddle and one of them in Huntington, so we'll actually travel. I was going to say, I was going to say ESPN must have not have updated it because it says at, at, so I don't know. Hmm. Well, at I mean, Marshall, at Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it's hey. changed so many times. I mean, just when you think there's going to be a game, it gets canceled due to COVID or they just end up changing something league-wide and then, who knows. I agree. Uh, so that's going to be a Thursday game. So we'll be able to talk about that Marshall game before. Uh, and then the 17th is a Sunday so we'll be able to talk uh, to kind of talk a little Marshall game before they come in. And then they actually don't play again, according to the schedule, until that Saturday. So they'll have almost a week there. Uh, so they'll so they'll play on the 23rd and then the 24th. So Saturday, Sunday against MTSU. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, that MTSU game, uh, we've got one on CBS Sports Network from Marshall – and then on the 24th, we're back on CBS Sports Network for the MTSU. According to ESPN. Okay. Take that with a grain of salt. We'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. Exactly. Because uh, that could change. Who knows? Um, yeah. 
I, I am feeling really positive about this team so far. I think uh, Charles Bassey's doing a really good job uh, so far this year. I mean, he looks really good. Um, we just got to keep him healthy. So trainers, get in there. Let's go. Give him some ice. Give him some Motrin. Mm-hmm. Get him some stem, some treatment. Let's get that stuff working and going for him. Yeah, we um, just need to hold on to the ball and limit turnovers. If we can do that, I think we have a good chance of beating anybody. I mean, we beat Alabama. I mean, they're not yeah. technically. I don't even think. I don't even know if people in Alabama know they have a basketball team. But yeah. we did beat Memphis too. Yeah, we beat Memphis. That's good. I mean, we but, just need to pretend that we're playing either a Power Five team or like a really high level team every single game, and then exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll be fine as long as we don't think they're you know a lower team and then yeah exactly i completely agree if i'm um, Stansberry, i tell the guys that i'm playing uh, lsu this weekend <laughs> yeah just good luck when they come on the court and they see the other jerseys yeah. Uh, but yeah uh, hopefully uh we're playing uh, law tech on the 8th at 8 p.m and then on the 9th at 7 p.m i don't see where that game is going to be televised or anything so you may just have to listen to uh uh, you may have to uh, check out uh, the uh, IMG Sports Network to listen to that game. Uh, and then, of course, check Hilltop Revolt the next day or later that night to see if it's gone, if he's got it up. Um, it may or may not be up. I don't know. I think he's had some issues with uh, copyrights as far as some of the stations go. Um, the most recent ones he had on there, though. I, I was going to say, I've seen some of them on there because – my schedule, I'm not always able just to sit and watch a full game. And with a child, it's not very easy for whatever reason. I don't know why, but uh, uh, but you know, it, it is kind of nice for to have that on there. So again, thanks to Mister Hilltop Revolt for doing that uh, and helping out the uh, poor fans who can't afford that stuff sometimes. Uh, but it looks like Mister Hilltopper said he is seeing a number twelve seed projected in the NCAA brackets for the tops. Uh, I I haven't seen that yet, but I'm yeah, not saying you're was, wrong. Uh, I know that Fox Sports had one like that. Also, the NCAA, like, official March Madness one had one like that, too. I think it's, like, Andy Katz one or whichever one. It's early, so we'll see. I'm 12 see, would be an awesome seed, Here's though. the thing. We've been projected as a 12 seed, like, the past four years, and we still haven't <laughs> made the NCAA tournament. So I'm not going to care about any of that stuff until we actually win a conference title, but that's just me. I agree. I agree. I I got to see it first. Um, and Mr. Hilltopper is reporting that tickets are only 15 bucks for this weekend's game. Hey, if you can get it to go to lot to, to watch Western play law tech, go for it guys. Yeah. They need the support. Yeah. Uh, Jared, will you make it or do you, are you going to be busy? Uh, my cutout is in Diddle arena, but I will not be. <laughs> I'm going to have to get my cutout to Diddle arena so we can, We'll have to figure this out so we can get our cutouts together. I'm in section 112. 112. Okay, that's yeah. that'll work. Um, no, I will not be at the uh, basketball game this weekend either. Um, I have a child, and my wife would shoot me if I tried to go. So yeah, um, so, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just the facts of life, right there. Um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Hilltopper says he's going to take a picture with your uh, cutout. So yes, please do tag me in that. Please, <laughs> that's great. Uh, so I guess the last thing we're going to talk about here, real quick, is um, is uh, resolutions. I personally do not believe in New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. 
Do you, Jared? Uh, I mean, technically, because, I mean, this last year in 2020, uh, one thing that I said I was going to do is stop drinking soft drinks just because, I mean, they're really sugary. My dad is type 1 diabetic, and I just feel like it would be a good thing for me to kind of cut back on just because, I mean, I don't want to be diabetic. It's hereditary. Yeah. I want to try to take care of myself. And it's like, I'm not going to drink any soft drinks this year. And I kind of struggled at the beginning. There was one time I went to Taco Bell and got a Baja Blast, which is understandable. Those are good. (sighs) Those are straight sugar, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also I had like a mellow yellow or something like that. Oh my gosh. But that was the last one I had was in February of 2020. I haven't had one since. And I cut coffee out too. As a Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just because, I mean, caffeine, I, I think it was just causing me to feel horrible. It got to the it, point. It can. Where, I can see that. Yeah, because w- with me, I've been drinking coffee almost every day since I was in college, basically. And it got to the point, it just made me feel more tired and it just accelerated my heart rate instead of gave me energy. So I cut that out and I feel a lot better. So, I mean, that was technically a New Year's resolution. Like, you could consider that. Like, when I went into 2020, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I actually ended up doing it at least through the latter part of it. So, I mean, I sort of, I guess. Hey, I, I'll give you props, but I, for the most part, I think from what I understand, uh, what is it? March is when most people quit their new year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, and I think by June, like 99% of people who have basically given up their resolutions. So that's why as an adult, I don't buy into resolutions, but I think if you want to change things about your life, like not drinking soft drinks, um, diet, exercise, saving money, et cetera, you can do that anytime. It doesn't have to be because of New Year's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey, if you want to change something about your life, change it. Just mm-hmm. don't wait till December 31st to say, well, I'm going to start going to the gym more or I'm going to do this. Yeah. So, you know, as far as that goes, um, that you know, do you just, you know, make sure that, you know, set yourself goals, do whatever you can. Um, I guess follow Matt McKay. Yeah. And yeah, uh, follow Matt McKay on Facebook. I think he does the Hilltopper fitness group. So you can go on there and talk about your weight loss and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just do that. Apparently Mr. Hilltopper is going to try and get his pilot's license. It was fun. That sounds hey, awesome. Hey, we can get him to have the banner that says WKU Volleyball National Champions. Yes, yes. Campus. Yes, Mr. Hilltopper, we're going to do that. You're going to have to do that for us. We're going to charge you to take a picture by doing that. Yes. <laughs> um, I think, I think, uh, oh, wow. He's, he's wanting to be a career pilot. That's, nice. that's pretty awesome. Um, Hey, if that's if that's what floats your boat, you go right for it, buddy. I think that would be awesome. I don't know if I necessarily want to be a career pilot because it's a lot of time away from home, but you do you, buddy. If that's what you want to do, that's completely fine. I know locally, um, the coroner here in Hardin County is got his pilot's license, which comes in handy for him professionally because he can fly stuff to Frankfurt to get analyzed and have it done, you know, in an hour where normally it would take, you know, three or four days or whatever to get it up there and get it analyzed and back. Uh, So, 
that wise, it's good. Of course, he's told us stories about flying down to Florida in the afternoon and coming back the next day and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, that is that is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I am not that brave. I do. I, I feel like I would miss something, and um, uh, I would be, you know, John Denver or something. So oh, no, no thanks. <laughs> uh, hey, first off, I love John Denver, but yeah, horrible thing. Um, but anyway, so do you do, have you set a New Year's resolution this year, Jared? Just try not to die and try not to catch COVID still. <laughs> Those are great. Those are great re- resolutions. You, Honestly, you after the past year we've had, I mean, I think that's about as good as it's going to get. I would agree. I would agree. I think that's about as good as we're going to get this year. Um, get our stimulus checks and we'll be set, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the best meme I've seen, I got to tell you this before we get off there. Uh, the greatest meme I saw was uh, from Christmas Vacation with Cousin Eddie uh, at the scene where he's getting clarked by all the Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like U.S. government, 600 bucks. And then it's like U.S. government, go out there and get yourself something really oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> Yes, I think I saw that. That was. Good. Oh my gosh, I saw that and I cracked up. I was like, "That's really funny. That's funny right there." I don't care who you are, um, but yeah, that's all I've got tonight. Uh, we've got, like I said, we're in basketball season, so we've got Law Tech coming up on the eighth at eight p.m. and on the ninth at seven p.m. So if you can't catch be in there in person, like Mister Hilltopper, um, like he said, tickets are fifteen bucks. So if you want to try to get in, that would be a great option. Um, listen on the IMG Sports Network. I'm sure that Randy Lee and the guys will be there. And then if you can't do that, then you can watch it on Hilltopper Vault uh, the next day on YouTube. Check that out. If you don't, subscribe to him. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. And uh, you can buy those tickets online as well. So check those out as well. Um, and then we'll be back next week to talk about Marshall and any other – Western news that comes up between now and then recruiting and all that good stuff. Uh, congratulations to Jared for stepping into the new uh, editor in chief mm-hmm. at the tower rack. Um, so congratulations, buddy. Uh, follow the tower rack, all the articles Jared and the guys are putting out. All of us are putting out uh, follow that. And uh, as always guys go tops, go tops.